This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be joined right after this by Kristen Burt. Looking forward to it with the family. Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract. It is. It'd be perfect. Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore. That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time? Nissan Titan. That sucks. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen, ready to go? Yep. Kristen Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. How is everyone? Marvelous. How are you? Although uh, you, I know you really miss living in Minnesota, but yeah. right now it's snowing like mad and it's 31 degrees. Yeah, you might want to rethink no. your Minnesota's <laughs> on the list of places to flee. No fleeing to Minnesota. It's I don't think too I'd cold. flee here. You guys, no I fleeing. just came in from working out and I'm sweating and in shorts and a tank top. Yeah. So it's like completely opposite climate well mm-hmm. i saw my neighbor in shorts and flip-flops that's weird i was walking in a uh down to my ankle down out uh jacket 
This is today? <laughs> yeah. Jeff was out there. He had you shorts on. Hearty Jeff though. had shorts on. Jeff had shorts on. I'm like, look at you, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly handle the cold it's differently. 31. Yeah. How could he be in shorts when it's 31? He says he just didn't think it was I that could, cold. I could wear shorts down to 20 until I was probably like in my early 20s. I I don't know. I guess some people just, well, like our son-in-law, he says he's never had cold feet in his life. Hmm. Oh, Never I have all the time. I know. My feet oh, are cold do? all the time. Yes. Yeah. Even I actually had socks on last night, and it was probably 68 degrees. My feet were just cold. Yeah. I don't know. Some people just must have better blood circulation than yeah. us. I don't know. But, yeah, he's, he's running around in shorts. <laughs> my God, God. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I, you know, honestly, I have, this is no joke, 75 degrees is kind of my threshold of, like, nice weather. 74 is, like, not nice weather. Honestly, the second it drops below 70 degrees in L.A., because this is what happens when your blood thins, I turn the heat on in my car, and I'm like, what happened to me? I've lived in Massachusetts and Minnesota and Maine and New York City. Can't handle anything below 70. I wonder what that's all about. It's a total cream puff weather mentality. <laughs> that's what it is. All right, I got to ask you a question about some shows that Catherine and I have been watching. Have we talked to you about Mister In Between at all, the Australian show? Oh no! Have you ever seen it? I haven't. Tell me about it. Um, Catherine. What? It's on, it's on Hulu, right? I've seen the previews. Yep, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu and Prime. I think it's on both. But we watch it on Hulu. Um, so what do you, Catherine? What? What do you think? Well, it's. Um it normally wouldn't be something that I would want to watch because it's about right. a serial killer. Well, not a serial killer. He's like he's a hitman. He's, he's a, a hitman. Hit yeah. And I, you know, I'm kind of up to here with, you know, murder shows and all that kind of stuff. But this show does it a, a lot differently. I think it's it's well, it's almost like a Dexter where you're like, okay, he's a hitman, but he's Kind of funny. Well, <laughs> it's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. And it can he, be. Yeah. He's killing people that deserve it, <laughs> for the most part. There and, you go. And, and he has a little, he has a cute little daughter who's super sweet, and he's a really mm-hmm. good dad to her. And you can tell that there's a lot of um, emotional problems that he has. Yeah, sadness. That things they like kind that, of yeah. hint at, and they're starting at how how many seasons are two okay they're starting to sort of just you know get into that why he is the way he is right right and he's got a brother that's got um it it looks like muscular dystrophy yeah and i don't know i mean no spoiler alerts here but you know their relationship is he's he's a lot sunnier in his disposition than ray is yes in my opinion oh it's 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 very well done you know what? I, you know what? I'm, it's just making me think because you were kind of compared it to Dexter. The reason why Dexter worked is that you didn't hate the serial killer. There was a threat right. of humanity, right. and that's what makes yeah. great villains great. Yeah, exactly. You would like Ray. He's a, he's a really good guy, but if he gets hired to kill you, sorry, I gotta kill you. Yeah, like his. Go, okay. Yeah, like his <laughs> okay. daughter's super into unicorns, so he arranges right. a. a uh, he r- arranges a unicorn in the woods by a stream. Yep. Uh, you know, it's like, you got to love somebody that would do something like that for their little kid. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's very sweet. I love it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a chance to watch it, you start. You got to start from episode one, though. Episode one, there's not much violence. Well, he kicks one guy in the nuts, but that's about all the violence in episode one. 
big deal. Well, it's easy to deal well, with. Well, <laughs> and when you that. watch when you watch something like this, you know, uh, he of course works in a strip club, and it's like, oh, here we go again with you know yeah. right. the movies right. and stuff mm-hmm. being you know, strip club, you know, craze. If we can show it, we will exactly. Show it. But you know, but it. there's no other way that they there's no other way these people gathering or being yes. together or this happening without yep. it having to be in a strip club. It just it just it almost feels necessary to the character development mm. for a oh, switch. I'm intrigued, for sure. Yeah. You got to yeah, you absolutely have to get that done and watch Mr. in between. And then the other show I just introduced Catherine to and I didn't know for sure if she'd like it or not because it tends to be Again, another one's it's quite sexual. It's quite yeah, it's quite male oriented for sure. Very male oriented, but it's interesting because it's you know Magic City Casino in Miami. You ever been to Magic City Casino? Uh, Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, well, there's a show called Magic City. uh, Was it Jeffrey Dean's uh, Jeffrey Dean? What the hell is his name? Oh, oh Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan. I love him. Yeah, he's wonderful, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Is the is the nice Jewish boy from New York who comes to Miami to build a hotel, spends all of his money, and then trying to keep the thing afloat because he owes a lot of people a lot of money, and some of them are in the mafia. Mm. So it's pretty interesting. He's a great actor. He, I first caught wind of him when he did that arc on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he had a story with Izzy, um, Catherine Heigl, that people just absolutely loved. And that's he, where he really kind of broke out. We were trying to think of. He seems like. A typecast actor from like the 1940s and 50s. He does, and we were That's like, "Who true. does he look like?" It's like a little bit Tony Curtis, a little Raymond Burr, Raymond Burr yeah. cross, because he's not like a, he's, p- a pretty boy, but he's very but handsome. He's, handsome. he's very handsome. He is handsome. He makes yeah. ladies like he gets ladies very excited when he's around. <laughs> he oh, listen. You mean like one named Kristen? You mean like that? Oh, I that's total. That's total Totally up my alley. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yes, for sure. Well, that's good. You're very honest about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he builds. It's 1959, so you see all these magnificent cars and all that Art Deco in Miami, and it's just, it's a really beautiful show. But not a lot of people on the show you'd want to hang out with, I will tell you that. (laughs) Quality characters, huh? No, not a lot of quality people. And the weird thing about it is, and I'm not giving anything away because the, the series starts with this, uh, you're going along the beautiful, uh, you know, Miami Bay area, and it's just, oh, it's so gorgeous. And all of a sudden, the camera goes underwater, and there are tons of dead bodies under there. <laughs> it's like, right. holy yeah. God. <laughs> you're trying to make a point, are you here? But, yeah, they're, and they're all just standing upright. They're, they're, they're kind of tight. You know, they're, they're weighted to the bottom of the ocean, yeah. so they're all standing upright, and they're all dead. Like, Jesus. It's a floating graveyard. Yes. It is a floating graveyard. You're absolutely right. But uh, very, very interesting show. I, did, do you like it, Catherine? Or are well, you just like getting I said, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a little sick of the, the just nudity for nudity's yeah, sake in that show. Which I, you know, and I guess it, that just is so, uh, it's, it's so yesteryear yeah. to but me. But it is 59. Yeah. Although, is it very today when you have Jeffrey Tubin appearing on your Zoom conference mm. call? Oh, good segue. I love the segue. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, Catherine just told me something I did not know. And matter of fact, we only got about a minute here. So we'll, we'll, the second segment we can talk about just Jeff, Jeffrey Tubin, 
who's a member of your party, by the way, I'd like to point out. But anyway. It's not my party. I'm an independent. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's right. You and I are the same party. So you're in Jesse Ventura's party then. <laughs> oh, no. Well, she worked for Jesse. I told you. I told you guys. I split my vote. I voted one way for uh, the national election and a different way for the California election because I felt like both needed balance in different directions. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I've already picked whom I'm going to vote for, but I think people would probably be surprised by whom I'm going to vote for. Kanye. Well, Kanye's still in the mix. Unlike Kanye, the other two. He was on my ballot. <laughs> yeah, he was on mine too. Yeah, he's on the yeah, he's on the Minnesota ballot as well. But I just um, I don't know. I you know I look at this stuff. And we got 30 seconds here. I look at this stuff and I go, you think these two are the best choices for Republican and Democrat? You think these two guys are the best you could do? Really? They're not. No. I, know I, I, and like I said, you know, I, yes, I did have lunch with Donald Trump. It's not like we're friends or anything, though. I don't know Joe Biden. I don't, I'm not a big fan of either one of them, I'll tell you that. So I highly doubt that I'll vote for either one of them. I understand. It's a, it's a, it's not an easy election. It's, it's very volatile, and then the candidates are like, eh. <laughs> I agree. Honestly. Well, and then you've got also the, just the way people are acting in their own party. It's just like. I know. I, I, I feel like the Democrats need a slap across the face. Well, so much hatred. Yes. Cut back on the exactly. hatred for God's sake. They're being sake. so awful. God, I hate you because of the way you vote. It's like, you hate me because of my vote? Yeah. What the hell is that? I'll give you something to hate before I'll break your chest bone. What do you say? Okay. Well, no. Then he, See, he watches these kind of shows, and then he gets no, all... No, it has nothing. I'm going to murder people. I, I didn't whip out my nipple, so I okay, couldn't have been watching Okay, Dexter. <laughs> okay, Dexter. We'll be back, and we're going to talk about Kristen's ex-boyfriend, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with Kristen Burton. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, every Tuesday, Kristen Tubin, I mean, Kristen Burt, <laughs> is with us. Um, Catherine revealed a couple of things that I didn't know about. I, I did some reading on Jeffrey Tubin yesterday. I, let me just say, he's not my kind of guy. I would say that. He's, he's not the kind of guy I'd want to hang out with. Even O.J. Simpson went after him. Did you see that, Kristen? I saw that. And you know, it's so interesting. I don't know if everyone remembers, but Jeffrey Dubin wrote a fantastic book. I will say this. It was my favorite book out of all the yeah. O.J. trial books that yep. came out. And, of course, O.J. had something to comment on. So I thought it was fantastic. I was like, look at this. Life comes full circle from 1994 to 2020. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's re- it says, damn, Jeffrey Tubin. at least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually, for OJ, don't you think? <laughs> you know, I, this is a horrible thing. And this is actually, I was thinking about this this morning. You know, someone like OJ is funny sometimes, and but he did horrible things. Or I think about this with Jeffrey, like I loved his book, but he did horrible things. Or Michael Jackson, right. I love his music, but he did horrible things. How sometimes do you reconcile like the work from the person? And you have you have to separate the two because someone can do great work and still be a horrible person. No, no question about. It. See, my question for Mr. Tubin would be if I worked uh, for CNN's legal office or the New Yorker, their legal office there, their representatives, I would say I ask a question. Okay, so you said this was an accident, um, but but I have to wonder. Why it is you couldn't wait 10 minutes to get off the call and then masturbate? Is it because there were good-looking women on the zero, uh, the, what is it called? Not the zero call, what's it called? Zoom. Zoom. Zoom, yeah, the Zoom call. So there were attractive women on the on the Zoom call. Is that why you started masturbating? Because I got to believe you're doing business here, and, and if really all you wanted to do was whack it, you'd get off the call and then do it, right? Well, and the other thing with Zoom, and this is what sort of confuses me, it is very, very clear when your video, not oh, is it? audio, is video it? Oh, okay. is, is the screen goes black. Yeah. And so either one of two things happens. Either your name appears when your screen goes black or your photo if you've uploaded a photo to your profile. Mm-hmm. It's so clear. It's very easy to leave your microphone open and accidentally say something yeah. if you think you're muted. That completely... So saying that he thought his video was muted, as he was saying, is completely unbelievable to me. I no, have it's to be not honest. true. Yeah, anybody that's been on a Zoom call knows that he's full of shit. Yeah, he's lying. Well, yeah. that's like, so on Zoom. if that's what you're going to do... What, wouldn't you like quadruple check that everything is like you know off and not recording anymore? Put a towel over the screen. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You'd think. Well, well, just be like, oh, it's probably fine. Pants. Like I understand. Like people have been caught in their boxers. Mm-hmm. You know that does happen. But it, you're still wearing pants. You know you're still wearing some type of clothing. Right. Get it together, people. We're we're not like two weeks into the pandemic. We're seven months, almost eight months. Yeah. Zoom is not a new tool anymore. No. no. For you to be playing with your tool. <laughs> oh, see, she worked the crowd. <laughs> Kristen's working the crowd, ladies Kristen. and gentlemen. Kristen. Oh, my God. Can I just tell you, nothing gave me greater pleasure than um, the hashtag Zoom dick that was trending yesterday. <laughs> I was like, if there's anything funny that comes out of 2020, please let it be this. Yes. What is it again? Zoom dick. Hashtag Zoom hashtag dick. Zoom dick. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and okay. hashtag Jeffrey's Tubin's dick. Yep, well, that too. Oh, the other one is hashtag <laughs> Me Tubin. Uh. Me Tubin. Okay, the Me Tubin movement yes. works for me. Because he does have a history. There, there have been some women who have talked about him sexually harassing them. Well, so that shouldn't be a surprise given this, all of this. Because that is no. sexual harassment if you're masturbating on a Zoom call. Well, Catherine pointed out that he apparently has been involved in an, uh, in a preg- an unwanted pregnancy. Yes. With an affair partner for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. A little shady. Yes, yeah, it's not so accidental. I, you know, after 10 years, you're like, come on. <laughs> 
So what is this guy's problem? First of all, he's not a very good-looking man, so I see because he's popular and powerful. Yeah, he's got money and he's got power. He's got money and power, so now all of a sudden he's an attractive guy. I mean, he's a goofy-looking bastard to tell you. I mean, he's not ugly. He's just goofy-looking. He's got that masturbatory look. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. (laughs) I've never seen it before, but I can tell you the first time I saw it was on his face. The masturbatory look that he he had on his face. He looks like a wanker. No, he, in my estimation, I wasn't there, I wasn't on a Zoom call, but after talking to people in that industry, you know, the, the people who know about, uh, you know, the internet and all the rest of it, he knew he was on screen, and he knew everybody could see him, and that was the reason he did it, because he wanted those women, and probably the men, to see his penis on the call. Well, it is just crazy, because, I mean, as Catherine and I just noted, it's just virtually impossible to not know you're on screen. You're looking at yourself while the co- you know the screen's going on, unless there were 100 people on and you couldn't see your square, but you're always able to see your square. That's what I, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. So what do you think will happen? Do you think the CNN and New Yorker will both fire him? I kind of think you have to. You yeah. have to, you know, you have to keep... If you're going to sit there and create one rule for, like, one set of people and another, you can't do that. You just have to say that is a blatant um, disregard for our sexual harassment policy. Everyone knows what a sexual harassment policy is when you go into work. You're either going to choose to abide by it or not. No. Is there any way that we can get a a couple deal, shoulder to shoulder, get, get Jeffrey Tubin fired and take Stelter with him? That Stelter is the most obnoxious. Like Brian, yeah. Oh, God, I can't stand <laughs> him. He, he's the guy, of course, oh, this was an accident. Come on, this is nothing. You know, first of all, Brian, why don't you go on a date and then tell me what it's like to be out with a woman? Because that guy, God, he's horrible. He is Well, we can't dreadful. be making excuses. And this yeah. is what it reminds me of. You take a look at the Jeffrey Epstein case. Yep. You can't condemn Donald Trump without condemning Bill Clinton. They were both in his presence, and they were both enjoying parties or, you know, Pedophilia Island or Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is. They were both associated with him for more than five years. So you do have to say you can't just make this a Republican thing. It is just a bad person thing. But that's what they've been doing. (laughs) And people believe it somehow. It's like, oh, my pedophile's better than your pedophile. What? Yes. It's not the case. Yeah, how do they even say these words? For either of them. Exactly. And especially once Jeffrey had been arrested the first time around, anyone who associated with him after that should have known he's already had Mm -hmm. um, charges against him. And you have to know who you're associating with. No, I think it's exactly. Well, look, in my crowd of guys that I grew up with, there was none of that kind of action going on. They wouldn't have tolerated it. We were a bunch of nice Roman Catholic boys in North Minneapolis. And... I had never heard of anybody sexually assaulting a girl or a woman. I just, I don't think my neighborhood would have put up with it. I just don't think it would ever have happened. I never heard of it happening, I'll tell you that. Maybe it did and it was completely undercover or something, but that was not tolerated when I grew up, I'm telling you. There's no way. But I do think women talk about it less. I feel like since 2017 we're all like, oh my gosh, here's a list of 30 things that have happened to me. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I see. Yeah, I see your point, definitely. I just, I just want to get to a point where maybe can we just take the entire Republican and Democratic parties and wipe the slate clean exactly. and start over? That's what I feel. I'm like. Okay with that? Uh, seriously, these people are rebooted. disgusting. 
They're disgusting human beings that are in it for the money and the power. They don't care about politics. They don't care about your... They don't give a damn about the American people. It's all about fame and money for them. Well, I would agree because uh, let's talk to all of the Americans who are currently unemployed, could use some assistance. Yeah. Uh, That $1,200 stimulus check ran out a long time ago for many families, and they're suffering. And to be arguing over politics and everything else, and I even think to be rushing a Supreme Court justice, taking the politics out of it instead of worrying about a stimulus bill. Like, the stimulus bill should be number one. Supreme Court justice can be number two. I understand why the Republicans want to do it and have the vote. Mm -hmm. At the same time, what about everybody else that is... Well, but they are the one and two in in Trump's deal. And I'm not defending Trump, but they are one and two. It's Nancy Pelosi that won't do the deal without we shoveling all the money to her city. Exactly. She wants all the pork again. But Mitch McConnell has the power on the other end. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You've got one person in the House and one person in the Senate. And the two of them together, if they're not working together... All they're doing is harming. Couldn't people agree who more. Desperately need help. Yeah, they just should, they should be told they need to step aside. I yeah, agree. Really. Those two you, need you, to you step two aside. Are, you two no have way. problems. You've got mental problems. You just step aside. I you agree. can't be part of this. Works for me. Yeah. We have to take a break once again, as we say every Tuesday. Kristen's hour just blows by. There's only one more <laughs> segment left, and we haven't even got. Have we gotten all the masturbators and everything? Are they all covered now? <laughs> Hopefully, we are done for 2020. Oh, the day is young. <laughs> the day is, <laughs> that's right. It's only 12:45. Yeah. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt. <clears throat> Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months. When you buy a new Bryant furnace, this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt with us today. Kristen, I got to ask you a couple of sad questions about your business. Robert Redford's son dead at 58. What a sad story that is. Oh, I know. It's so tragic because, on top of that, you have Robert Redford losing his son, and then also um, last night, um, why am I blanking on his name? He has lymphoma. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yep. yeah, thank you. You're right. Um, and it was kind of like uh, the double whammy yesterday, um, which is sad. I, I think the outlook is good for Jeff Bridges. Um, he has a blood cancer. The odds are good. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. But, yeah, the odds are good. And, of course, he has quality health care, so that's, that's the good news. He'll be able, hopefully, he'll be able to um, fight that. But very sad for Robert Redford. I mean, his statement yesterday was, was you could hear the pain in it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. My son's sitting next to me. I couldn't do it. Sorry. So you got to wait till I die, Andy. That's all there is to it. Yeah? Yep, absolutely. And by the way, this James Redford, 
looks a lot like his, a combination of his mom and his old man, and he's got a great smile, and he's now dead at 58 years old. Way too young. Was he the producer? or Didn't we talk to him at one time? Yeah, we've had James Redford. He's a filmmaker as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we've talked to him, yep. Very nice man. And, you know, you think growing up in a wealthy family with a very famous father and the whole deal, he might have had an attitude. None of it. He was just a great guy. Oh, yeah, James Redford, uh, episode number 103. Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was a long yeah. time ago. We should probably play that this uh, on Friday or something. Play that episode. Yeah, bile Ruff. duct cancer. <clears throat> bile duct? Apparently oh. he had a yeah, very long liver. history of uh, messed up liver. Yeah. He's had two liver transplants. Right. Oh, my. Yeah. Since he was like a teenager, wasn't it? Didn't, wasn't it happen when he was like 14 year or 15 years old or something? Well, his first liver transplant, according to our description... Uh, was in 1993. Well, that's 27 years ago. He's 31 years old. Yeah. So young. So young to be going through. But, yeah, he was a very, very nice man. And just, uh, I don't know, it, It's that's the kind of stuff that makes me, well, you know, I'm having a rough week anyway. So it's one of those. I don't know I, if you I'm know. sorry for your loss, too. How are you doing? Not well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I finally realized this morning on the air it just struck me. I'm doing a morning show, and I said, you know what's the, the problem today is, you know, because you go through this terrific sadness, and then you go through deep sorrow the next day, and then the third day you're pissed off at them because they died, you know. Uh, and now today, on the air, I just realized the problem I have that I got to get over is whenever my brothers Todd, Tony, and Troy, because Todd's just younger than me, Tony younger than him, and Troy was the youngest in the family, that if they had a problem... They would come to me, and I would fix it. No matter what it was, I'd fix the problem. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. It'll be good, right? I mean, even when I was out of town, if somebody bothered my brothers, I'd call Andy Fisher, and he'd go over and talk to those people, and they never bothered my brothers again. You know, it was that good. We had everything kind of wired, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a situation where he came to me with a problem. He's dead, and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. It, it really annoys me. I didn't even know it was annoying me. It just kind of struck me, you know? Uh, grief is such it's such a funny thing because you can have a day where you're like I'm okay and then something a smell a sight a sound oh, yeah. reminds you and it just turns the day around and there there's no there's no blueprint for grief so I think that's what you have nope. to give yourself grace no no question did did you ever hear the story about the the golf cart uh, the woman that was driving that asked my my brother to go out with her no oh this would be very quick I, listeners thank you for your patience. So we're golfing, Troy and I are golfing until like 25 years ago. He's 30 years old, you know, out there. And the, the cart woman's probably 23, 24, 25, something like that. Very, very pretty young woman. And she's coming around every two holes. So after the front nine, I said, Troy, I think she's kind of sweet on you. Because Troy looked at, almost exactly like Pat Sajak. Looked a lot he did. like he did. Oh my look, God. He looked a wow. lot like Pat Sajak. Yeah, like weirdly, yeah. <laughs> weirdly like Pat Sajak. But in any case, so I said, Troy, I think uh, that uh, cart girl is kind of sweet on you. He goes, no, that's not it. It's just, oh, forget it, right? My brother Troy was one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. So she comes around at hole number 16, and she says, Troy, I, uh, I'm kind of wondering sometime if you got the time. Maybe we should go out to dinner or maybe go see a movie or something sometime. And he says, are you asking me out on a date? And she goes, yeah, I guess I am. And he says, get in line, sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he goes, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. And they went out a couple of times. They went out at least a couple of times. But the look on her face when he said, get in line, sister, was priceless. <laughs> she didn't know he was just kidding. And it was that's just how he kind of was. It was just a, you'd have loved him. He was a very gentle, sweet man, always funnier than hell. But here's a guy, once again, that uh, right after he was born, my father left forever. He never came back, uh, you know. You were his dad, father figure, I imagine. I was most definitely Troy's father figure. There's no question about that. But uh, he always blamed himself for my dad leaving the family, which was total bullshit. My dad was going to leave anyway. Matter of fact, he had already left once, and then he came back. And then as soon as my mom got pregnant, he left again. But Troy always blamed himself for our father being gone, which I really wish he hadn't done. You know? It's a big burden to carry, too. Yeah, and there's no reason for it because it had nothing to right. do with him. It had nothing to do. Troy was a blessing to all of us, and I will miss him forever. There's no question about it. Mm. Thanks for sharing that story, though. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of great yeah. stories about Troy. You would have loved Troy is, was your kind of guy. I will oh, tell you that flat yeah. out. You would have loved him. There's no doubt about it. You guys, Andy and Catherine, you never had a moment with him, a bad moment. He was always... No, yeah. He was like the one that never caused problems. <laughs> the one. So I've got... Okay, so we got eight members of the family, and he's the one who never caused problems. Is it not true? Well, Vicky, Vicky also never really did. Yeah, Vicky. Todd doesn't cause any problems, does he? No. No, that's true. He doesn't. We got... It's just Tony and me and... Terry and Bobby. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit. Yeah, thanks. Your family has a lot of baggage. Yeah, that's well, they sure. do. Sadly, yeah. That's, and that's the thing. I, I, I kind of made a little bit of a speech this morning, which I hope everybody took with a, a good attitude. But I said, I, I just don't want to hear any more about how you know, we're judging people by their skin color again. And all this white privilege. I'm here to tell you, my family had zero white privilege. And I'm getting really sick of hearing about it now that I lost my brother. And it's, all oh, white people are all racist. I, how stupid are you? Singling somebody out because of their skin color is one of the most moronic things ever. It's never going to work. It never did work. And I really wish we'd stop doing it. You know what I mean? I hear you. <laughs> Loud and clear. Oh, God, I get pissed off about that. <laughs> I could just start yelling like I did on, hey, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm doing that kind of deal. But seriously, I... Kristen. Well, but the thing is, things yeah. that, even though you came from a place of poverty and have risen above that, there have been things, you're, you have had doors opened up to you because you are a white male. And there I is no way that ever person. happened. Not a chance. <laughs> yes, they still do. They still do, even in this day. It doesn't matter. I never had any of that stuff. Well, you, you worked very hard, but I'm saying that... There are even little situations in a store or something else like that that you may not even notice, but someone who may be black or Asian or Latinx may notice because of the color of their skin that you may get better treatment, just even in terms of customer service at a grocery store. It can happen, and it does happen, and oftentimes we don't notice it because we are white, and that's what they're talking about, white privilege. Well, they're wrong. You have had extraordinary circumstances where you grew up in poverty and have made an extraordinary life for you and your family. Well, we got, you and that's, know. That's a, I think there's, there's a couple things. Like, there's a couple things that we can discuss because poverty oftentimes, no matter who you are, what background you have, is a big issue in the United States, and we need to talk right. about it more. Well, we'll close with this then. I had, a, I had a friend, and he's the nicest man in the world. 
I think the world of him, and he didn't mean anything by it. He didn't know what he was saying. Uh, he's a billionaire. Very, very big family here in Minnesota. And again, I love the guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. And I'm walking down the second hole. He puts his arm around my shoulder. He goes, Tom, I am so glad that you joined this golf club. It is so terrific to have you here. We love having you here. I mean, let's face it. We needed some diversity. How are you? Okay. Because he's poor. Because I came from a poor family. If you think that that these ultra, ultra Mm. liberal rich people think that you're equal to them, you're wrong. Because they do not think anybody's equal to them. White, black, brown, I don't care what color you are, you're not as good as I am. Well, it's the royalty, nobility, peasantry yep. dynamic yeah, it that is. existed so long ago, it still exists. And I'm sorry, you're if not going to get rid of that. You're never yeah. going to get rid of that. If you're born a peasant, you'll die a peasant, yeah. no yeah. matter how and successful that, you are. That's how they look at it, absolutely. The billionaire is just never going to look at other people the same way. No. It's not going to happen. happen. And it doesn't matter what party they're from. No. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you look it like. Doesn't. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. I just wish they'd get off of that train that all people, just because they're white, are racist and have privilege. It is not true, in the least. It's not true, but it does exist, and we need to oh, tackle I'm sure it that. exists that, uh, some yeah. places, but not all white people. Let's, again, don't judge people by their skin color. It's the dumbest thing you can possibly do. It's never there worked. All right. Now you got me all riled up. I got Kristen. so riled up. It's all your fault. I'm getting, I'm getting your fighting into the next hour. I like it. All right, young lady, always a great pleasure. All right, take care. You Bye. Too. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.